welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Bev, on two days after my birthday. January the 6th. <laughs> Four, yes. Today's the 6th. My birthday was, was the 4th. Hallelujah. Thank all of you for the cards and the emails and the gifts. Yes. It was a real blessing. Sweet. Amen. Today we're going to talk about inspect what you expect. Some things are worth repeating. That's it. So let's talk about how to get where you want to be. But first, let's talk about the do not fear scripture. Absolutely. Of the day Absolutely. Before we dive into we like doing that first. What you want to do. Go for that's right. This comes out of Genesis 50, verse 19, but I'm going to read it 19, I think, and 22. 20 also. Let me put. This is Joseph. His father has died. And he said to his brothers, says, But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. You know, we don't need to be afraid when sometimes we think that, well, this is a bad situation to be in, but God works it to good. Yes, he does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Here are seven ways or things to inspect what you expect. Number one, you got to know where you're at. When it comes to money, if you don't know where you're at, then you'll never know where you're going. And you most certainly will never arrive. In fact, you'll end up on the wrong side of the road. Maybe it's financial roadkill. A casualty to someone else's get your wealth plan. Proverbs 27, 23. 27, 23. Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well to thy herds. In the Old Testament, wealth was often measured by the size of a person's herds. Hallelujah. And their flocks. It's, it's crucial for a person to know not only the location of her animal, but also its physical condition. 2 Samuel 12, 2. 2 Samuel 12, 2 says, the rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds. A careful reading of the references to herds will reveal that often livestock was valued above gold and silver. Genesis 24, 35, 24, 35. And the Lord hath passed my master Abraham greatly, and he has become great, and he hath given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants camels and asses. Notice that in describing Abraham's wealth, the first thing Eliezer listed was flocks and herds. In the agrarian society that dominated the Old Testament world, the state of your flocks and herds was the key to multiplying your wealth. In Deuteronomy 8.13, 8.13, we can see where once again the mention of livestock comes before silver and gold when the scripture talks about wealth increase. The verse says, and when thy herds and flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast 
is multiplied. Location and state of a person's flux was critical to wealth increase. In other words, it was important for them to know what they had, its condition, and where it was located. Now it's time for you to get out your checkbook and all your bills. You need to know the state of your flock, what you have at the moment. And by the way, don't be discouraged by what you discover concerning the conditions of your flocks and herds. Because where you're at is definitely not where you're going to stay. That's it. Any increase in wealth begins with an honest assessment of what you got and where you're at. You need to have a working and intimate knowledge of your financial status. Then you can make wise decisions about your economic well-being. Genesis 27-23. I'm sorry, Proverbs, thank you. Proverbs 27-23, Message Bible. Know your sheep by name. Carefully attend to your flocks. A good shepherd always knows everything about his or her herd and flocks. It's your time to take action. Delay will only cost you money. Mm. Number two, you've got to know where you're going. Once you determine where you're at, then you can more accurately know the direction and location in which you're heading. It's very important to understand that it's not where you're at, it's where you're going. So your destination is your goal. Yes. If your goal, we've often said this really, if your goal is to be a millionaire, you have an empty goal. Because a millionaire is a serendipity of fulfilling a vision, a dream, and a goal that you have you know, something that you're wanting to accomplish. Stephen Covey, in his book, The Seven Habits of a Highly Effective, of Highly Effective People, defines the second habit as begin with the end in mind. It's also important to always keep the end in mind. Never lose sight of your destination. It might surprise you to know that many Christians not only don't know where they are in life, they don't have a clue of where they want to be. How do we determine our destination? We need to get in the presence of the Lord and seek his direction, find out where he's wanting to take us. When you ask God, he will answer your questions about direction and help you to find that purpose as to why you're here on planet Earth. Then you'll start to realize and understand where your destination is. Hallelujah. Number three, you got to take the first step towards your destination. A Chinese philosopher once said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. The Word of God reveals in Psalm 111.10, 111.10, contemporary English version, what that first step should be. The scripture says, respect and obey the Lord. This is the first step to wisdom and good sense. God will always be respected. From the very first step of your journey, your focus needs to be obedience to his direction. There may be times when you wonder, well, where your path is taken, where the night is taken direction that uh, that you wanted to go. But you need to always remember that God is directing your direction. Proverbs 1.7, Message Bible. Start with God. The first step in learning is to bowing down to God. Only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. Be wise to every trick of the enemy as he seeks to slow your progress, change your direction, and get your eyes off 
your ultimate destination. And that's what he likes to do. No doubt. Slow you down, change your direction. Always remember, the first step to your destination demonstrates desire and determination on your part. Mm. Number four, you've got to endure those traveling in a different direction than the path you are on. In life, there are going to be people, even those who may be close to you, including family members, who are not going to share your dream or the pursuit of excellence in your life. They just want to go with the flow, and they're determined, you know, to go downstream when you're trying to travel and go upstream. If you've ever noticed a river, the easiest thing to do is float downstream. It doesn't take any effort, any planning. It just happens. It's important to check out What's floating down the street with you, though? <laughs> Broken and rotten tree limbs and dead things and anything or anyone that's just going along for the ride. God didn't call you just to go along for the ride. He called you to excel at what you do. He called you to be a difference maker, yes. a destiny shaper. Hallelujah. Salmon swim upstream to mate. It's difficult and a dangerous journey as they jump from stream to, to stream. But the path of least resistance will only lead you to a place you don't really want to be. Well, number five, you've got to walk on by those who are slowing up your journey. If you have a clearly defined vision of your life with identifiable and manageable goals, you need to hang around people who will motivate you to achieve your greater destiny. Is your financial future affected by who wins the Grammys, Emmys, Tonys, or Oscars? Is your success in life dependent on what celebrities wear, where they party, or who they're in a relationship with? Is your personal growth and development determined by who gets featured on TMZ Entertainment Tonight or Inside Edition? Do your friends encourage, discourage, or ignore your dreams, hopes, and plans for the future? In the game of life, you need to be around those, well, who will not hold you back That's right. from the progress that you're seeking. Hiding is a penalty. I'm sorry. Holding is a penalty in football, and it should be in real life as well. Job 12.4, 12.4, New Living Translation. Yet my friends laugh at me, for I call on God and expect an answer. I'm a just and blameless man, yet they laugh at me. Listen, make no mistake, if your friends are talking about and laughing at others, they'll be making fun of you as well. If your friends aren't empowering and encouraging you on your journey to success, well, you need to find some friends who will. Amen. Number six, focus on the details. If you've ever wondered how God feels about attention to details being fundamental to your success, we suggest you read Second. Corinthians 6, 1 through 3. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 through 3 in the Message Bible says, Companions, as we, are, as we are in this work with you, we beg you, please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life God has given you. God reminds us, I heard your call in the nick of time. The day you needed me, I was there to help. Well, now is the right time to listen, the day to be helped. Don't put it off. Don't frustrate God's work by showing up late, throwing a question mark over everything we're doing. Our work as God's servants gets validated or not in the details. Wow. 
Make no mistake, God wants us paying attention to the details, while the enemy wants you to just let him go and ignore him. So true. Number seven, you got to know where you're at when you get there. Praise God for the invention of the GPS. GPS allows you to know where you're at at any given moment and where the knots are headed in the right direction. Not only that, it will tell you when you arrive and if you need to alter your current directions. As believers, we need to activate our spiritual GPS. We must continually monitor our progress and our joy in our journey to success and financial freedom. Truthfully, our progress should be clearly evident to others as well. 1 Timothy 4.15, 1 Timothy 4.15, New International Version. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into the task so that everyone will see your progress. Your journey to your destination can and should be an inspiration to others. What I'm about to say may at first seem ironic. However, please know that the greatest compliment anyone could ever pay you is to say, if they can do it, I know you can. Your success in life should be duplicatable. Others need to know they can find success by finding and following your lead. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. That's good. Hallelujah. Until tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. And do not allow fear That's right. to compromise your effectiveness. That's it. In Jesus' name. Talk to you in the morning. Bye-bye.